the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever near. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. of the Gospel Defender Ministries. The message that you are about to hear will encourage and equip all who have ears to hear to be Christians, clothed with the armor of a Gospel Defender. gentlemen, the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2, verse 21, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow his steps. Of course, we must note that in the context in which this statement is made, that which Peter had in mind as far as for whom Jesus is an example was only for those who are the called, that is, for Christians. Not only this, but the example for which Christians were to follow Jesus was in the area of suffering wrongfully for that which he was not guilty. Of course, the person who is outside of Christ cannot understand why anyone would ever want to suffer wrongfully. But that is the way it is with the carnal mind. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8, verse 7, No one enjoys or wants to suffer wrong for doing right, but for the Christian, to this were we called. You who listen to this radio ministry and who have never been immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, are not expected by God to understand why one would be willing to suffer wrong for doing right and still remain steadfast for the cause of Jesus Christ. You will have to wait until you fall in love with Christ 
before you will ever be able to understand this. However, for you who have obeyed the requirements for salvation, remember, for to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow his steps. Here would be a good place as any to remind you exactly who the Apostle Peter had in mind when he said, for to this you were called. It is only appropriate that we take note here who Peter had in mind in reference to the pronoun you. In this same book, chapter 4 and verse 16, he wrote, If anyone suffer as a Christian, notice that he did not say if any man suffer as a blank. You fill in the blank with whatever denominational name you wish to choose. He said, if anyone suffer as a Christian, the reason he did not prefix or suffix the name Christian with some denominational name as is commonly practiced today is because at the time Peter wrote this epistle, there were no such individuals. The name Christian by itself was good enough for the followers of Christ and the days of the apostles. And it is good enough for those today who want to be identified by that name by which the disciples were first called in Antioch. If you want to substitute some other name in the place of Christian in 1 Peter 4.16, go ahead, suit yourself. But I am quite satisfied to be called just a Christian and only a Christian. If it pleased God to lead Peter to record that name and no other name, and it did, then I am pleased to accept it, to wear it, and to wear it alone. It is true that Jesus is our example in the area of suffering, but it is also true that he is our example in much more. You name it. As far as Christians are concerned, he is our example in everything pertaining to the Christian life. Our prayer life, our evangelism life, our preaching and teaching life, our church life. He is our example in all things. Time will not allow us to cover all the various and sundry aspects of his life in which he is our example, so in this hour, let us consider only one particular aspect of the life of Jesus in which he is our example, that area of his life regarding his loyalty. As we consider this particular area of his life, take note that as he showed us what real loyalty is, he also taught us by his example that loyalty always costs and demands that we put ourselves second to that which we are loyal. As we consider the loyalty of Jesus, you will notice that he always was willing to pay the price by putting himself second. First, consider the loyalty of Jesus to the Word of God. We get no further than the third chapter of Matthew until Jesus shows us his loyalty to the Word of God. 
Then came Jesus from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. We understand, of course, that Jesus was not immersed by John the Immerser because he was guilty of sin. He was immersed by John because it was a part of God's plan for Jesus to fulfill all righteousness. And Jesus was obedient to God's plan, or to put it another way, Jesus was loyal to the Word of God. What an example he is in this area of being loyal to the Word of God. There is many a person who say they have no greater aspiration in life than to follow the example of Jesus in all things. This is a wonderful aspiration to have. Certainly I can think of no greater aspiration to have in life. I too want to follow the example of Jesus. I want to be like him in every way possible. I cannot be like him as far as the miracles he worked. No living person today can. I cannot be like him as far as the sermons he preached. He was able to reach into the depths of God's infinite mind to share God's will with his audience. And try as I might, I cannot do this. I would like to be like him as far as his prayer life is concerned. What a prayer life that was. I have not yet reached that point, and I doubt that I ever will. But ladies and gentlemen, there is one area of his life that I can follow. I can be immersed in water for the remission of my sins to fulfill all righteousness. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for instruction in righteousness. The Word of God is able to instruct us in righteousness. It is able to tell us what is right as far as the Word of God is concerned if we will only listen. Concerning this matter of being immersed in water for the remission of sins, the Bible says this is the right thing to do. The Bible says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. The Bible says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Until you have obeyed this word of instruction in righteousness, you have not been loyal to the word of God in the way in which Jesus was. When you are immersed in water for salvation following your repentance from sin, you fulfill all righteousness in the word of God for salvation. It is true that Jesus was not immersed for the remission of sins, but it is also true that Jesus was without sin. Today, one must be immersed in water for the remission of sins because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is an important difference. We are not immersed because Jesus was immersed. 
We are immersed because Jesus said to be immersed. Because I want to follow the example of Jesus in this area of his loyalty to the Word of God. I have been immersed for in obedience to his Word. The question is, have you? No sooner do we leave the third chapter of Matthew, in which we note the loyalty of Jesus to the Word of God, until we see it again in the fourth chapter. Following his immersion, on three different occasions, he was tested by Satan. For forty days and nights, Jesus had fasted. The Bible says he was hungry, and along came the old serpent, who challenged him to turn stones into bread. Whole wheat, dry pumpernickel. It made no difference to Satan. But it made a world of difference to Jesus. It is written, said Jesus, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Again, the old serpent came. Here, Jesus, throw yourself from the pinnacle of the temple. Strut your stuff. You know God's angels will catch you before your holy body ever slams into the pavement below. Here is your big chance to prove who you are. Jesus certainly would prove who he was, but not in the way Satan had prescribed. It is written, said Jesus, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Once again, the old serpent came to Jesus. Look here, Jesus, look. Feast your eyes upon all these kingdoms. They are all yours. All you have to do to have them is to fall down and worship me. But ladies and gentlemen, the kingdoms of the world were as tinkered toys and Lincoln logs compared to the eternal kingdom that Jesus would establish in just a few short months. It is written, said Jesus, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written. What an example he is for the Christian in this area of being loyal to the Word of God. Not only is Jesus an example for the Christian in the area of his loyalty to the Word of God, he is an example to the Christian in the area of his loyalty to the church. The Bible says he loved the church enough to die for her. The Bible says he built the church. He gave his blood for the church. He is coming back for his church. Think on these things. What an example he is in this area of how far one's loyalty to the church should go. What an example he is in this area of being loyal to the church. In view of what it took for him to establish the church, can you imagine Jesus missing a Bible school session in your congregation? Missing either the morning or the evening assembly in your congregation on the Lord's Day? Or willfully forsaking the assembly of God's people during the midweek assembly of your congregation? As he sat on the pew, as the offering plate came by, can you imagine him not giving something to the church? Can you imagine Jesus not wanting to join in the congregational song service 
as the song leader led the congregation in singing the church's one foundation. Can you imagine Jesus being called upon for prayer and being too embarrassed to pray? Can you imagine any of this? If the Son of God would leave the glories of heaven for the gutters of this earth because of his love for the church, where do you suppose the church ought to be in the life of those who have been saved by his blood and added to his holy called out of the world assembly? Don't ask some professing church members in your congregation that question. Ask Jesus Christ that question. His answer will come to you loud and clear, not by what he says, but by what he did in this area of his life. What an example he is for the church in this area of being loyal to the church. Jesus was loyal to the word of God. He was loyal to the church. And now a word about his loyalty to his heavenly father. Of course, I realize that this is not possible as far as some are concerned. Those who deny the God doctrine of the Godhead and hold to the doctrine of Jesus only cannot believe this statement because they do not believe that Jesus had a father. Jesus is the father as far as these people are concerned. Not only is he the father, but he is the Holy Spirit as well as the son. This is one of those denominational doctrines which simply does not stand the test of the scriptures unless, of course, you want to label Jesus as one of the world's most talented ventriloquists and optical illusionists. While coming up out of the water in his immersion by John the Dipper, the Bible says, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. If Jesus made this statement about himself, he was one of the most egotistical proud people John had ever immersed. But someone who was able to throw his voice all the way to heaven and back to earth would have a right to be, I suppose. But not only this, the Bible says in Matthew 3, verse 16, that the Spirit of God descended like a dove alighting upon him. If the Jesus-only people are right, this was indeed a spectacle and performance to behold. What an optical illusion this was. If Jesus is really both the Father and the Son, what a repeat performance he gave in Matthew 17, verse 5. While he was transfigured before Peter, James, and John, the Bible says, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. If Jesus made this statement about himself, he was one of the most egotistical, proud people who you would ever not want to meet. But someone who is that talented as a ventriloquist, someone who is able to throw his voice all the way to heaven and back to earth, would have a right to be, I suppose. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is not the Father, and the Father is not the Son, and neither is the Holy Spirit the Son, nor the Son the Holy Spirit. Jesus is Jesus, the Father is the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was loyal to his Heavenly Father. 
The whole mission of Jesus is wrapped up in two short verses. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whatever you read in the scriptures why Jesus came to earth, you will never read any reason that is given that is contradictory to that given in John 3:16 and 17. Jesus Christ came to die. All other reasons are supportive and subordinate to that reason. What a mission and what an example he is for the Christian in this area of his being loyal to his father. Because of his loyalty to his heavenly father, not once did he allow his eyes to leave the cross that was set before him. Jesus was fanatical in his loyalty to his heavenly father. His loyalty took his father, to his father even took precedence over his loyalty to his friends, including the apostle to whom he would give the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It is written, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. No, Peter, you will not prevent the Son of Man from finishing what he came to do. The most important thing in Jesus' life was to accomplish the will of his Father. What an example for the Christian. What a fan of God the Father he was. Oh, for the grace to be like him. Not once did he allow his eyes to leave the cross that was set before him. His loyalty to his father took precedence over his loyalty not only to his friends, but also to himself. It is written, Have a father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. The cross of Calvary was to be no Sunday afternoon picnic. It was to be the massacre of a sacrifice, and Jesus was the invited lamb. No doubt he had seen other men crucified. He had seen them beaten until almost dead. He had seen men cry out in agony as the nails penetrated deeper into the flesh with each swing of the hammer. He had seen the shame of being stripped naked before the gawking eyes of countless hundreds. He had seen men writhing in pain while hanging like a slab of dead meat on the accursed tree. And yet, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. What loyalty. What an example to Christians. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any hope or desire to follow the example of Jesus all the way into eternal life, it will be realized only by following his example in the area of his being loyal to his heavenly father. Lord, what do you want me to do in this area of the example of the loyalty of Jesus? 
Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. There's a battle going on for the souls of and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking, and you have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the gifts of Christians and churches of Christ to help us to preach all of the word to all of the world. Remember, thus saith the Lord, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. If you would like to receive a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message, or be added to our mailing list for our bi-monthly Gospel Defender Journal, write to us today. All of these materials are free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575, Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at www gospel-defender.org. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to do it right now. And now until next time, at this same time, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.